Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants Limited of Pershaw in Worcestershire. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to exchange some news, views, a bit of seasonal advice and hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries along the way. We've had some pretty hot days after heavy rain and now some thundery storms. The humidity reminds me of Washington in July standing in the White House Rose Gardens when the thought of uh, that song, Mad Dogs and Englishmen, etc., comes to mind. And so uh, today I've just come in uh, from some pretty heavy raindrops with a bit of a thunderstorm, so if you hear a bit of thunder, you'll know part of the reason that I've uh, crept indoors. Plants are certainly growing with that heavy rain. I mean, it bruised sweet pea flowers and knocked them about, and I thought really we'd... uh, seen the best for the year but by studiously deadheading they've now caught a second breath and with new growth and lengthening stems they look pretty good you know there are pyramids of them now or perhaps i should say wigwams must be eight feet high absolutely covered in bloom all that from just a packet of seed oh and i've told lots of people 10th of october we sowed them They're in the open ground where we wanted them to grow and flower. If you do that autumn sowing, you've just got to protect from slugs and mice uh, and the seedlings get their roots well down so that when we do have a really hot spell, boy, they can take the heat. On the news front, I'm pleased to hear that people will no longer have to book to visit RHS Gardens from the 1st of August. All the RHS gardens, uh, except the new one at Salford, where booking remains in place until the 1st of September. But all the other gardens, yeah, you'll just be able to turn up and, uh, in the case of Hyde Hall, we'll be pleased to see you. Last week, the awards were announced for the Trial 1 of Rochford's International Rose Trials 2019-2021. to And very impressive they were. I went and joined a number of the press and some of the judges to uh, walk up and down the over 60 new rose cultivars that were planted in uh, 2019. And they've been looked at for two summers. And the winning rose cultivar now called Volcano from Cordes in Germany is uh, announced as the overall winner and an absolute stunner. Oh, as is uh, Chris Warner's now. It's not correctly named. It only has its plant variety rights name, Chew. 
that's uh, four capitals, C-H-E-W, chew golden eye. The plant that I saw that really caught my eye from him was a climber, well up seven or eight feet tall, very healthy foliage, as uh, are most of Chris's introduction now. He spent 50 years breeding for good health, and it's single, bicoloured. I hope to get a picture of it into uh, the Sun on Sunday gardening page uh, this coming Sunday. <laughs> This week, we're beginning a new service where I'll be taking your questions and providing some answers. You can send your questions to me at thisweekinthegarden at gmail.com or even tweet them to me on Twitter where you can find me under at lettucealone. Yes, as in the salad. There's a... Never a shortage of questions. I mean, today I was stopped and asked, when is the best time to uh, pot on an olive and what compost should I use? Well, most woody plants in containers are best potted in uh, John Innes number three. The formula, seven parts loam, that's a really good garden soil, ideally from turf stacked upside down for a year or two. So seven parts of loam, three parts peat and two parts grit and base fertiliser. Now that soil gives weight to keep taller plants upright. As to when to repot, well when roots um, are going to be active and growing away. And in the case of an olive, I think any time you could pot on from what uh, April through to September will be fine. I wouldn't really want to uh, pot on when um, the temperatures were low and roots weren't uh, expanding into the new compost. Uh, Jesse Skittrell also asked about uh, the verbena Margaret's memory. She wanted to know whether um, it could be raised from seed. No, it's uh, a cutting-raised cultivar and very easy to uh, root from softwood cuttings at this time of the year. Uh, And it is a short-lived perennial. If uh, you've got it growing in a soil which is uh, free-draining during the winter, doesn't sit uh, waterlogged and is a bit protected, then the plants will overwinter quite successfully and will make even bigger plants in their second year. If you've got them growing in containers, well then, if uh, they're brought very close to the house, to a wall, so again they get some protection, there's every chance that they will come through for a second and a third year. If you've got a question about your garden, send it to me at thisweekinthegarden at gmail.com or tweet me at lettucealone. You might just get the answer in next week's podcast. Uh, My guest today I'm pleased to uh, introduce is Mr Neil Fishlock, who's the uh, Retail Account Manager UK for Syngenta Flowers and Vegetables, a really enormous seed and young plant company that uh, influences us no end in what we plant in our gardens year by year. Neil, how long have you been uh, on the road doing this kind of job? I've been with Syngenta now for seven years, Peter. So, uh, yeah, quite a long time. It's uh, Time flies, though, when you're enjoying yourself and talking about plants and 
working with planty people. Yeah, it's been a good seven years. Yeah. Well, in my little gentle researches, I came across a figure for the current year. You're introducing a hundred novelties. Yes, there's a lot of new varieties, new novelties that are being introduced by Syngenta. Um, I'm not sure that I quite like the word novelties. I think it makes it sound a bit trite rather than really quite important. So, yes, we've got a hundred new introductions this year. And again, when we talk about new introductions, sometimes these are things that have been developed a bit further, improved. So they're not necessarily new, new, but they are developments and improvements on existing products. So you and I really need to keep abreast of these, in some cases, slight improvements and in other cases, quite dramatic improvements. And then we can help home gardeners make a sensible choice. You're right there, Peter. You know, if, if we've got a, a, a Calibracoa that's a, a red improved, to be honest, that's not so important to the end consumer. However, if we are introducing a new series of geranium, pelagonium, that really is different, then that's those are the things that we need to keep abreast of to make sure that the customers get the, the best products to go in their gardens, which suit, suit the conditions of the time, the breeding that we're doing. Well, now, what are your objectives then? We live in a rapidly changing world, don't we? And if I look at a seed catalogue when I started in the business in 1954, the varieties hardly changed. Every year was the same. Whereas now, really good introductions can come and go in two or three years. When you look at plant breeding, there's two sides to it. There's the seed side and the vegetative side. So vegetative is taking cuttings and producing plants from a vegetative material. Whereas there is the seed side, which as the name suggests, it comes from seeds. And the, the seed bit takes a lot longer. If you think of Mr. Mendel with his sweet peas all those years ago, crossbreeding, it takes a long, 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 long time. Whereas if you have the vegetative side, then it's sped up. So if you look at some of the seed production, maybe that takes five years to do an introduction, whereas a vegetative side may take two to three years for an introduction. So there's a difference between the two. What's important, though, in plant breeding nowadays is breeding for what the customer really wants. And people have changed. I hate to say it, but the modern customer, the modern gardener, all these new gardeners, they're, they're very much into the now. They're young people. They want things impulsively. They want it quickly. And they want to buy into things for an event, perhaps. They want something that lasts for a long time. They want lots of colour. They don't want a lot of fuss. They want it to be easy to look after. So we've got quite a challenge as plant breeders to actually produce things that people want. And one of the things that Syngenta focuses in on is interspecific breeding. That's taking two different species and crossbreeding those. And that delivers extra vigour, extra features, extra colours. But more importantly, that garden performance where you can plant it and it really does flower and flower and flower. Typical example would be Calliope geraniums. They are a cross between the trailing geraniums and the zonal geraniums to give a really impressive garden performance 
with an array of amazing colours that really do spark out. And that's probably been one of our biggest introductions over the last five years. Well, I remember at uh, Gardner's World Live, we, uh, three summers back, we had some of your uh, Calliope geraniums. Uh, and again, checking through today's list, I see they come in three sizes, medium, large and landscape. I think this is where it comes into what they're being used for. So when you look at something like landscape, they are more trailing and more for more like councils where they that they want something to to spread and absolutely cover huge areas whereas if you look at the medium size that's what your average consumer the medium dark red is the top seller which fills a pot on your patio one plant absolutely superb the reason why it's superb is because it branches. It doesn't have one stem, it branches. And every time it branches, it puts on new flowers. So you get more and more and more flowers. That's what the, the interspecificity does for the product. More branching means more flowers, longer flowering and the extra vigour. So if you choose the right one, and that's generally done by the grower, the grower would choose the medium one, whereas the council grower would choose the landscapey type one, and then you actually get the right plant for the right place and the right purpose. And the home gardener, um, well, particularly me and my role, I suppose, we have to keep uh, repeating the Calliope because that's the kind of name which at the point of sale you may be able to find. I seem to remember from some recycled pots that I've been using in the last day or two, you actually printed the side of the pot Calliope in some cases. Yes, most people wouldn't know about Syngenta. We're behind the scenes breeding all these plants for, for the end consumer. But we only select a few where we actually have a, a brand which we believe there are sufficient features to actually get the end consumer to understand and believe in it. And Calliope is one of those. And I, I must be honest, I, when I started with Syngenta, I thought, come on, all geraniums are the same. They really are. Then I planted some of these and I, I'm, I have been astounded. I, I plant them every year. I do choose some of the newer colours. There's a gorgeous one called Pink Splash, it, and it just radiates the, the colour, and that's what I like about it. But if you just want a normal standard red one, then, then there's the red as well. A colour choice is what people are asking for. People paint in their garden with plants now. One of my biggest challenges, I think, for the industry is we call them bedding plants. What's a bedding plant? Do I take it to bed with me? What do I do with this thing? No, no, actually, you plant it. It's painting in the garden. That's what you're doing. You know, if you look at the brands of paint, they don't talk about the pots of paint and all of that. They talk about the colour and you decorate with colour. Well, people should be decorating their garden with colour. And that's where I see the future. And that's why I change from the retail side of this business into the breeding side to try and to be able to influence what the end consumer does and the way of thinking and the biggest opportunity there is with plant breeders and someone like Syngenta the biggest plant breeder in the world where you can then encourage people to paint their garden color your garden with your plants 
put them in your pots and that's what people do now. They don't put them in a bed. <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't even, most, they'd laugh at you. When I talk to my, my teenage sons and say bedding plants, they get completely the wrong idea. So, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a challenge for the industry. Well, can, can, I, can I take you off that hobby horse for yeah, a minute, sorry, Neil? Sorry, it really and, is a hobby horse of mine. <laughs> well, except uh, I was going to mention Helianthus sunfinity. Yes. Because then we've gone into a different colour range with the sunflowers. Uh, uh, but, boy, that's a plant and a half, isn't it? Uh, a sunfinity. And then you've got sunblessed. I mean, how do we sort between sunfinity and sunblessed? So if you look at it, you've got sunfinity which is a seed produced interspecific inter sunflower. And that's produced... The reason why we've done this is normally people think of a sunflower as one big flower, 20 foot tall, great for the kids, but not really very impactful in the garden. If you look at Sunfinity, that's a seed sunflower, which actually produces 200 plus flowers over the season, it flowers and flowers and flowers. Again, it's this interspecific breeding. Deadhead them, just pick off the dead flowers and they just produce more and more and more. That's Sunfinity. And then we've got a cutting version of that called Sunblast, which is slightly more compact, slightly more easy for your gardener to grow in a pot in the garden. Same growing process, as in put it in a pot, water it, and just give it a bit of food every now and again, and it will flower and flower and flower. So there's the seed side, Sunfinity, and the cutting side, Sunblast. They both do the same thing. One is a bit more vigorous than the other. Uh, I personally prefer the Sunblast because it's a bit more manageable and it fits in my pots. If you want to put uh, something in the garden, in the ground, then Sunfinity is excellent as well. But it, they both form a a bush of sunflowers about a metre round. That's what it does. It's about filling space with colour, and that's what one of those Sunfinity or Sunblast does. Well, then, if we change season, Neil, we've just ripped out our pansy trial at the uh, RHS Garden at Hyde Hall in Floral Fantasia. We had a really big patch of the Pansy Delta series. What have you got to tell us about those? Well, Delta is one of those, what I said like Calliope, is one of those things that we believe is different enough for us to get the end consumer to even to think about and to go and ask for Delta pansies. We've been breeding those for over 25 years. There's a plethora of colour. What we've done with these pansies is to make sure that they've got great big flowers, improve their weather resistance, the number of breaks that they have, the branching back to that. So the, again, more branching, more flowers. And the Delta series is really the, the workhorse of the pansy market out there. They flower at the same time. So if you put them in a box of bedding, you get all the different flowers coming together at once. But also they flower and flower and flower. If you look at Delta, there's a, a, a new series coming out, another improved series. In uh, They're just starting to come through now, but there will be in, in, in a year, a year to two years' time, an improvement again, even more branching, even more flowers. But the beauty is the colours and the length of flowering. You can plant them in the autumn, get the flowering through the autumn. And providing we don't have an awful winter, they then pick up and flower again in the spring. A bit like the, the Viola series, things like uh, Deltini and Rocky. They are smaller pansies, equally beautiful and flower right the way through. I literally have 
still got pansies in flower in my garden today. I couldn't bring myself to rip them out. Some of them I have, but I've still left some. And they they just perform. They're easy. You don't have to worry about them. Water them and feed them. A little And any food, if it's tomato food, it really doesn't matter. The bit that people need to do with their bedding plants, using that horrible word, their colour the garden plants, whatever we want to call them, is feed them because they are quite hungry. And if you want great performance, put great genetics in and then feed them as well every couple of weeks and you really will get a great display. Two other things that I think I should mention. Should we deal with the busy Lizzie's first here? Let's talk about busy... I mean, Syngenta were the first people to bring disease-resistant busy Lizzie's. If you think uh, five years ago, busy Lizzie's disappeared off the market. They got a disease and they all collapsed when gardeners grew them in the garden and they disappeared and fizzled away. We've bred them so that they are disease resistant and they now perform in all conditions. Busy Lizzie's were the most popular plant because they grow in all conditions. They can cope with the sun, they can cope with the shade. And one of the things that I like about them is if they need a bit of a drink, the leaves flop down and you can say, oh gosh, that needs a bit of a drink. They've got their own water indicator on them. Water them and they come straight back up. They can cope with all conditions. They're disease resistant. There's loads of colors. It'll almost grow anywhere. Flowers all summer long and actually tells you when it needs to be watered by flopping its leaves down a little bit. So it, it really does help your, your novice gardener or the person who really doesn't know. It's a superb plant. And then dahlia sincerity then. We should go out, shall we, with um, some excitement? Yeah, I mean, dahlia sincerity is one of those ones. When you're out there in the breeding environment, there are certain plants that you look from a distance and they just stand out. And as a an interspecific geranium pretty little stands out but the sincerity as a dahlia that is just incredible i saw that in america about four years ago and this pink and white radiating out from the center of the flower on a on a relatively compact plant so it doesn't get too big and doesn't need too much staking or anything again no fuss plant and, and putting on flower after flower after flower. And very much a, a subtle colour with the pinks and the whites, but tipped with dark pink. So it's changing colour. A, a super dahlia. And if you're going to plant a dahlia this year, go and try and find a dahlia sincerity because you won't be disappointed. You really won't be disappointed with that. Uh, Neil, over the years, I've formed the impression that we need to mention a recent or new introduction at least seven times before the name actually sticks and starts to be remembered. Um, are there any plants which you feel have slipped through the net which deserve to be more widely grown? And others that have surprised you, things that you thought, well, people will never grow that, <laughs> and it's sold by the million, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think one of, one of the species that I think is very underrated is petunias. And people think of petunias as great big blousy things that when it rains, the flowers get damaged and they look disappointing. We have spent a long time breeding petunias with actually with smaller flowers so that they have more smaller flowers which are not impacted by the rain as much. So a series called deco petunias. And that is one that it just isn't grown enough because it, it's the perfect size for pots and containers and hanging baskets. 
It's semi-rain resistant so that it recovers incredibly fast. And there are a lot more beautiful, subtle colours. So probably the Deco series. And if you look for the future, there's a, a new series called Ipsy. And as you can probably take from the name, the flowers are tiny. They're about one centimetre across. But again, totally rain resistant. And I think this is where petunia breeding is going, particularly for the UK market because of our weather. So probably Petunia Deco is one of the most underrated plants that I know and I see in our catalogue and available. And we should be seeing more of it on tables in garden centres. Neil, we've put the emphasis on the ornamental horticulture. Do you have a tip or two on um, growing your own? Growing vegetables is, it's really on trend at the moment. But I think the, the focus is about growing things on your patio which actually work and you, you don't disappoint and they last for weeks and weeks and weeks, just picking a few at a time. Um, and two of the things that I think really, really work well, one is tomatoes, hanging tomatoes, tumbling tom, something like that. That really, really is an ideal one for salads, for children to pick. And you can pick them for weeks and weeks and weeks. And my personal, personal favourite is mini cucumbers. I don't like cucumbers very much, but these mini ones are sweet. There's, there's no thorns, there's no seeds on, in them. And you just grow them in, in a pot on your patio and you can pick literally dozens of mini cucumbers through the season and enjoy them. Love mini cucumbers. I think if, if everybody could try one of those, that would be a, a great result from talking to you today. Neil, thank you very much. Your enthusiasm shines through. And I very much look forward uh, next year to walking the trial rows with you. Boy, how I've missed going out and uh, meeting all these plant breeders, both at home and abroad, and seeing firsthand what is coming down the breeding lines. I agree with you, Peter. It's, uh, it's all about the people and, and the plants. And the tailpiece? Well, uh, on the programme at the Rochford Rose Trials last week, there were two or three quotes, all about roses, obviously, and I thought the one from Richard Brinsley Sheridan was quite appropriate. Won't you come into the garden... I would like my roses to see you. <laughs> it's been mentioned before, growing things gives two pleasures. The pleasure harvesting the results of your labours and the pleasure sharing those results. Just now in front of me on the table, I have a fully open bloom of the lipstick grows. The petals cream and the edges marked as if with crimson lipstick. The proper name is uh, Rose Double Delight. I asked a very successful uh, breeder of roses why Double Delight, with its fantastic perfume, was not used uh, as a parent to breed more roses with uh, lovely perfume. And he said it's too difficult to grow. Well, quite honestly, I like something of a challenge. Double Delight does need a, a little tender loving care but then just look at these blooms nearly seven inches across absolutely singing with the fragrance look forward to chatting again next week there is no
My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants Limited of Pershaw, Worcestershire. To my producer, Rich Jarman, and of course, to you for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.